it. But in comment. <laughs> my own fiance liked our fucking post and didn't even comment. All right, well, let's do the intro. I'm trying to remember how it goes. So, ladies and gentlemen, life's all about seizing opportunities. You need to be patient. No, that's not the right word. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I'm patient. I'll, I'll wait you here all day. You need to be patient, lazy, and you need to make sure that you eat a lot of potato chips. <laughs> That'd be a good Jewish. way to test if people are listening. Yeah. If you guys aren't listening right now, that's that's the intro. <laughs> How many episodes? We're 12 episodes in. I don't, I don't know the intro. Okay, let's try this again. Ladies and gentlemen, life's all about seizing opportunities. You need to be present. You need to be engaging. And you need to learn how to take chances. And the wedding industry is no different. You only get one chance to create the perfect day. Welcome to the show. If you guys don't follow me on Facebook, you guys don't follow me on Instagram, out of everyone that we've commented, or out of everyone that follows our Instagram pages and our Facebook pages, Jesse and I, and Jesse's sitting here. Jesse, say hey. Hey, uh, Jesse. (laughs) Hey, Hey, Jesse. This is me. Jesse is officially the Perfect Day Show's co-host. So we're super, super excited about that. How excited are you? Honored to be a part of it, man. It's just, I love sharing my passion for the industry. I love, you know, just everything involved with kind of passing it on to the next generation. Uh, I'm not getting any younger. I will retire someday and hopefully the next generation comes up and I'm here to help and hopefully push the other people around my, my generation and and my age to do the same, you know, help the new up and coming guys be good. It's not all about we're your elders. We have the education. We're better. Mm -hmm. It's our responsibility to pass that on to the next. So I think this podcast is going to help do that. Mm. And I think it's cool. I mean, we, we went and got coffee last, was it last week? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it's cool because you have, like you have way more experience in the wedding industry than I do. So when you say like we like as your elders, it makes me feel kind of special because I'm like, well, yeah, I'm still, I'm still a baby, but you know, I'm still learning myself. Yeah, absolutely. And so to be able to have somebody who has way more experience in this industry than I do and just in business in general, it's like, I'm really excited about the type of banter that we're going to be able to have going back and forth. Cause you're going to hear it from like a newbie. Right. Who's like, well, I think it's this way. And then you'd be like, well, dumbass, no, it's this way. You probably won't say no, dumbass, because my dad calls me that. But you won't. Yeah, you'll you'll have your own perspective on it. So, uh, but at the same time, everybody that I've ever given information to and helped has taught me something mm-hmm. as well. You know, you might bring a fresh idea, or hey, Jesse, you know, TikTok's the thing right now. Like, mm-hmm. get on board. Don't yeah. Quit being an old guy yeah. and doing things the old way. So I love learning from the new guys too. Like, what are you guys seeing in trends or what do you see working on a dance Mm -hmm. floor? Uh, so I even, you know, I'll take DJs out to lunch to meet them for the first time, get to know them, see what their passion's like. I took one guy out one time we're sitting at lunch and he straight up said, what are you getting out of this? Mm -hmm. Like you're offering to help me and guide me and, you know, offering all this information. What are you getting? And I was, it like took me back for a second. I was like, What am I getting? Well, every single person I've ever communicated with, I've gotten information in return. It's grown me as a person. It's grown my business. I've learned new ways to do things. So while I feel like I'm offering a lot, Mm -hmm. I'm getting stuff just in return. It's networking 101. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's what it is, is you don't meet people to teach them how to do things. You meet people to explore different options. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think that comes with, 
I don't necessarily think it has to be something that's like in your being. I think, I mean, it can be, it can, it can go one of two ways for me. Naturally, like it's just a part of who I am. I'm the type of person who likes to connect with people who likes to meet people, get coffee, shoot the shit a little bit, chat right. it up. Right. But like for the people who aren't, for the people who are a little bit introverted, who maybe haven't really had the practice in networking, who haven't really put themselves out there too much, it's still a skill that you can like learn. And it's, I think it, it's the one of it's the one of the things that gets brushed over the most and not just like the wedding industry, but like business in general is like, yeah, you go in, some people go into it for themselves and they want to go out and they make the, make their money and like that. Yeah. That's the core of business and whatnot. Da, 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 da. But the idea of how important it is to like build a good society around yourself, because at the end of the day, like word of mouth is key. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like the more people, you know, the more people who like you, the more people who trust you, the more people who are confident in you. Right. The better you're going to do in business. You know? Well, and I, I think that speaks to, to a, a big statement as to like who you surround yourself with, yeah. you know, that we've all heard that phrase, you know, you are who you surround yourself yeah. with, like the top five people you hang out with, that's who you turn into. The same thing happens in business. And I've found, so at the beginning, I used to network with everybody, anybody in the industry. I wanted to be involved in it. I wanted to be around it. Because uh, we can learn. It doesn't matter if they're brand new or if they've been in it 50 years. We can learn something. But I have also learned in the industry to surround myself with quality people. Mm-hmm. People with same passion level, same level of quality, attention to detail mm-hmm. because it brushes off on me. Mm-hmm. If I'm around this wedding planner who is top notch, has a huge reputation, if I do weddings with them, I say, oh, they're doing this at this level. Mm -hmm. I need to follow suit. Um, you know, any business, I think even if you're an employee at a business, I think Mm -hmm. if you find the other employees at that business that are getting the awards or getting the pay raises, surround yourself with those people and and you'll become that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's important. Like I always, who said it? Matthew McConaughey, right. was like, there's three people in life you need to be chasing. You need to be having someone like, it's like someone to chase spiritually, someone to chase something. And then he's like, and then so I, I fucked that up guys. But basically, <laughs> basically like I have, I have for me personally, and what I'm trying to get out of that is like, I have this vision of myself that like I want to get to, but also at the same time, I'm kind of living in the present where like I have creatives that I look up to and I want to grow my business to like scale. So like, I obviously don't want to be the only videographer in my business, the only photographer in my business. But right now, like, you know, owner operator is kind of how you start off. Right. Right. And so it's a big, a big thing for me is like networking, but then also trying to like get better at what I'm doing. So that way I build a better product. So when I do scale my team, they can learn how to build that product too. And then it just like kind of sets that standard. Right. So surrounding myself with people who are better at what mm-hmm. I do like right now. And there's plenty of people here just in Omaha alone yeah, who are phenomenal that like I look at them and I'm like, I really like I, people I haven't connected with who I need to connect with. And I'm right. like, I just need to get with them. So that way I can learn from them. I can pick their brain. It's not like sleazy. Like I'm not like, Hey, teach me your stuff so I can do it. No, definitely not. It's, and that's, if anybody has that mindset, yeah. they need to get rid of it yeah. because while yes, there are going to be people with big egos that yeah. say, no, you can't come shadow me or mm-hmm. no, I'm not going to teach you my ways. They need to change their mindset, mm-hmm. first of all. But that's just not somebody you need to be around. Yeah. There's going to be somebody else that's top notch that wants to pass on that information. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and that's one thing I told you, like, you know, you're young, you're new to the industry, but the people I've seen you surround yourself with, like you're already 10 steps ahead of somebody else mm -hmm. that got into the industry the same time as you because of who you've surrounded yourself with. Like mm -hmm. the information you've absorbed, the opportunities that the doors that have opened for you. Mm -hmm. uh, so anybody getting into the business, like, of course, the first thing we do, we focus on the brand, building our business, mm -hmm. creating something for ourselves. And that's great, but keep an open mind and understand you need help. Like yeah. when I started, it was pre-Facebook. It was almost pre-internet. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. internet wasn't even really useful when I was 19 years old. Like it, it was painful. Yeah. Um, so there was no networking going on on internet. You could kind of shop and buy equipment a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, so my business took forever to grow. It was the slowest building process in the world. And I see DJs now starting up and they just explode within the first year because they have all these resources and the people that take advantage of it, like you have everything at your fingertips mm -hmm. right now to do it the right way. You just have to find those resources. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you saying that though. Like every, cause every time you, you said that to me on like multiple occasions and like, I feel like I suffer a little bit from imposter syndrome where I feel like I'm not doing as well as like, well, I mean, I have high standards for myself in general. So like, I'm always shitting on myself and like every day I'm like, but I feel like I'm not like where you say I am or where like you think I am. And it's like, I don't know, I guess, how can you speak on that for other people kind of like in the industry? Cause like, yes, I, I do. I am aware of like the people I'm surrounding myself with, like, you know, just to like name drop right now, like you, Brett, Steven, you know, Audrey, like all those different people like I'm surrounding myself with, mm -hmm. but like, I'm not to their level yet. And so because of that, I find it hard to be like, well, I'm, I'm like in a good position right now. I'm doing better. I'm 10 steps ahead of like these people. Right. Because I'm, I'm still just getting started. I'm still like, I'm still learning from these people. I'm still chasing these people to an extent. I'm still right. chasing myself. And so, I mean, can you speak on that a little bit? Like what's your, what are your thoughts? I think the the biggest thing that people like don't understand or don't see is that the the names you mentioned yeah. Steve Finkel Brett Bruner like these top names in the industry yeah. in our market I think you could ask them and they'll answer you honestly and say they're nowhere near where they want to be yeah like they're just getting started mm -hmm. even if they've been there 20 years they have mentors they have people mm -hmm. they're looking up to because that mindset that you have of like I'm not where Jesse thinks I am or I'm mm -hmm. not, you know, that's what pushes you. Yeah. That's what makes you be better tomorrow. If you, the second you lose that, give it up, go get a daytime job. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't have that push, there's DJs in the industry that are DJing the same way that they were in 1993. Mm -hmm. They're hauling around the same big, bulky, heavy equipment that sounds mediocre. Mm -hmm. They're sitting at a table with a wireless mouse playing solitaire while their playlist like it, it it's laughable but i've seen it yeah. I, i've had people send me a picture of a dj playing solitaire during a wedding mm. and it's like if you're that bored with what you're doing get out of the industry mm. you're going to ruin weddings you're not in it for the right reasons mm. you're not there there's no excuse for it mm. so that's the kind of guy that says like i am where i want to be i'm doing it the right way 
Brian's given me five star reviews. You can't tell me anything to make me better. Mm. The second you get that mindset, you're done. You're mm. you're not advancing from that point. So always keep that mindset of you're not where you want to be. I'm the exact same way. I have mentors I look up to every single day. I mean, I think anybody who's kind of watched my business progress, they see, you know, I might say, oh, I've got my dream setup of five years ago. I looked at a, a picture on Google and I'm like, that's what I want my setup to look like. Mm-hmm. Well, that was three years ago. I'm three years past that. And yeah. now we're, you know, we're paving new paths and we're creating yeah. new trends. Um, so just where you, you get where you think you want to be, you look three years forward and say, okay, now it's mm-hmm. another step. It's yeah. another goal. So I think that's the thing is just don't think that anybody, no matter what level they're at, Gary V, I guarantee he wants to keep growing. Yeah. You know, he's not content where he's at. Yeah. Well, he wants to purchase the jets. So I mean, well, see, <laughs> I mean, so everybody, yeah. no matter how successful, the really successful people are always wanting to improve. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I've noticed and like I haven't met I don't think I've I've met one person from your team. I met them at the Brado show. But like one thing I've noticed just from like hanging out with you specifically and getting to know you is like you hire a lot around your values and like the things that you like. I feel like if you could like literally replicate yourself, a lot of your employees emulate a lot of the same beliefs and values. And I think Mm -hmm. that's um, a really, really important thing. And like you're humble but you also know that you're good. Like, you know, you know that you're good, right? You're humble and you want to deliver like a really, really good experience or like a really good product. And so, Mm -hmm. um, I just think, yeah, I, I think I've noticed that like amongst a lot of the people that I try and surround myself with is the people who are really making it and the people who are like really like kind of making a name for themselves and not just the wedding industry, but in business in general, like they do that, you know, right. They, they have beliefs and values that they hold true to themselves, to their company, to their employees. And I think that's um, really cool, but I appreciate you saying, saying the nice things. No, <laughs> about abs- that, man. you know, and when it comes to my employees and stuff, like when I'm looking to bring on somebody new, that's something I explore as well. I, I want a fresh set of eyes. Yeah. I don't just want them to come on and me train them exactly what to do. I want mm-hmm. them to come on and maybe say like, Hey, have you ever thought of this? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, because we do get kind of in a pattern mm-hmm. of what works and what's our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So if we don't kind of step out of our comfort zone every now and yeah. then we'll get in that, that pattern. Um, so I love bringing on a new employee here and there and just hearing like, Hey, what do you think we could improve on? Mm-hmm. What from an outsider's point of view, what could be better? Or what's some fresh ideas you have? And and sometimes they're awful. Sometimes you're <laughs> just like, no, wedding DJs do not do that. But other times you're like, dang, yeah, that's that's a really good idea. Uh, it's a challenge for me because it's not something I'm used to. But let's do it. Let's yeah, try it. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, just don't get too comfortable. Mm-hmm. So when you mentioned like. You know, the people we're sur- I'm surrounding myself with and, you know, like the steps we're taking to like compared to other, I guess, other videographers, other photographers, or just people just starting the industry in general. What are your thoughts on, because I, I, I mean, I'm not shy to say this. I've noticed it, obviously not naming names, but like there are people in the industry um, who have been in it for five or 10 years, but have like plateaued almost where like, or they just start off where you know, they haven't been able to make it their full time when they really do want to make it their full time, you know, like they have Mm -hmm. the want, but 
what do you, like why do you personally think that maybe they're not growing the way they want to or the way not necessarily even the way they want to but the way they think they're they're supposed to or the, the way right. they think they're going to it's a loaded question because yeah. there there's a lot of reasons that somebody wouldn't grow um mm-hmm. specifically maybe to leave their their job yeah. to make their their passion a full-time career uh one is business knowledge um it's something I had zero of when I started this thing mm-hmm. and I've learned as I went. And luckily I've gotten networked with people that have taught me a mm-hmm. ton, but I think a lot of people that don't understand the business side. Um, so pricing kind of comes into that a little mm-hmm. bit of, they just throw out a random price yeah. and hope that it sticks and they don't have like a formula of, um, this is how much is going to go back into the business or this is how much I would need to sustain to pay my bills, to, yeah. to take care of my family while continuing to do this job. And that's something I explain to my clients quite a bit. Like my price is based on, I want to be as, as reasonable as I possibly can while continuing to do this for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, because me being full time, I feel is a big value to my clients, them not having to work around my nine to five schedule them being able to message me at 11 o'clock at night and get an immediate response. Um, so my full timeness, I think is an added value to mm-hmm. a lot of clients. So I think that business sense is what holds a lot of people back and also benefits. So that that's kind of a, a con to being a business owner is you, you get spoiled at your full-time job a lot with vacation days, um, health insurance, 401k, like that's a lot of things that I'm not blessed with. Mm -hmm. Health insurance on your own without an employer helping you pay for it is very expensive. Um, Retirement, that's something you have to go out and forge for yourself. Mm -hmm. When you hire, when you're at a job and you sign up for retirement, you basically select a package and sign your name. Like they do it all for you. Um, So those are all things that you have to do on your own and take that initiative. So that's another thing. It's really hard. I've had friends that are super successful in the business, but still have a great nine to five with great benefits. And I tell them like, don't leave those benefits. Mm -hmm. Like even if you, you might hate that job, man. Like you hate waking up in the morning or, or, you know, dealing with school kids or whatever they might do, but you're getting great benefits. You're getting retirement. You're, you're kind of, you're taking care of your family in that way. Mm-hmm. So if you can keep that job and keep doing this business, great, because it's going to be quite a hurdle when you go full time and you need to get all those benefits. Uh, so yeah, business and then benefits and just kind of that whole transition, I think is what holds a lot of people back. The pricing structure is huge. Mm-hmm. That's something I learned. Like I was charging $650 for weddings seven years ago. So I was mm-hmm. 10 years into my DJ career and I still hadn't had the pricing structure figured out. Mm-hmm. I was just like, Oh, I'm making good money. This mm-hmm. is all profit. And then I'm like, Oh dang, I really, I need to reinvest into my business. Otherwise I'm never growing or going anywhere. Yeah. So I really, I learned and, and my price increased and I'm still competing against guys with my mindset from seven, eight years ago. Mm-hmm that think it's all profit and then brides might look and be like, well, why is he this price and you're that price? Well, 
because I learned business and I have a, f- a family and I have mm-hmm. bills to pay and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think because you said you charge like six fifty, right? And I think the people who are still in that mindset. So like, obviously, you've learned your business skills and like you're still learning. You're still learning like the ins and outs of sales. You know, marketing, networking, the whole yeah, night every yards. day. Yeah, and it's like people sometimes they go into not even photography, dude. It could be busking with magic on this corner of a street. I don't know who does that, but people who do that are <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> but like any anything that they do where they charge for a service, they shoot music videos. It doesn't matter. A lot of them just keep their rent in mind. You know, like, oh, my rent's $400 a month. So as long as I make $400 from this gig this month, like I'll be set. And it's like, no, you still have groceries. You have electricity to pay. You have your water bill. If you have pets, you have to pay for the pet food, you know, like unexpected stuff. Like your car breaks down, like, you know, family member gets sick. You have to account for a lot of things. And so having like, and I'm not, I'm not an expert in sales or expert in marketing or expert in profit and loss margins or anything like that. You have to know your value too. Like that's huge, you know? And I mean, I thought of it when I like when I first started. I did my first wedding for a hundred bucks. That was a twelve-hour day for a hundred dollars. You know, mm-hmm. when you break that down, it's not very much money. Yeah, you, if you pay taxes on that, and if you buy lunch and your gas to get there, and yeah, you're you're you spent money to be a part of that wedding. Yeah, like, absolutely. You didn't get paid one cent per yeah. hour. Uh, but another thing that I say, you know, so you can. People can throw out prices all day long as to in an X industry, you should be charging this or that. Um, Me specifically in the DJ industry, what I tell guys is like, you can charge an X amount, but Mm. you have to be worth that amount. That Mm. that's the biggest thing is like the guys that are the big price guys, like you're undercutting me, you're cheaper than me. Maybe he's only worth that much and that's okay. Mm. Like if he's only worth $300 a night, a bride should expect a $300 experience. Mm-hmm. If you want a better experience, maybe find somebody that's worth a little bit more or is at least confident in saying they're worth more. Yeah. Um, I just yesterday paid an invoice for a $5,000 pair of speakers. That will take, <laughs> that will take many weddings to pay for one pair of speakers. Yeah. I've got five DJs two photo booths, vehicles, like, so when we talk about profit and loss, like, you know, but those speakers, while brides don't care what speakers we use or equipment or anything, sound quality is a big thing. Mm -hmm. People hearing speeches in the back of the room. Um, Maybe a bride books a huge venue. Mm -hmm. Maybe she's going to have 600 guests at her wedding. One your standard pair of speakers that you use isn't going to take care of that. So getting the right tool for the right job. Um, and some of it's also a little selfish. Like we buy our toys. Like we have dreams yeah. to, you know, you might see a camera and you're like, man, I want that. That thing's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. But it's also going to provide a better experience for the bride. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of had to throw that out there a little bit that yeah. not all videographers should be the same price. Not all DJs should be the same price because not everybody is worth the same amount. Yeah. Uh, Everybody has different circumstances, different financials they have to pay, Mm -hmm. different skills. Um, 
if you want that solitaire DJ and he charges $150 a night and DJing isn't the top of your priority list and you just want music, that guy will do an all right job for you. Yeah. That that's fine. If yeah. if you don't mind him playing solitaire while you, you have fun at your wedding. Um so it's just about value, perceived value that can be in future episodes and, and mm. stuff like that. Yeah. Um but confidence too, like business owners need to have confidence. And I see that a lot of, there's a great DJ here in Omaha that kind of branched off on his own recently. And I think a lot of his issue is confidence. Mm-hmm. He just, he always had a backbone of a company to lean on mm-hmm. that booked his gigs for him. And now he's on his own. He's mm-hmm. like, well, what am I worth? Like, because I can tell you they weren't paying him very well. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, knocked his confidence level down yeah and i see him growing he's he's doing better but if he just kind of boosts that confidence because he's a great guy a great dj yeah absolutely business owners because just bounce off of what you said with confidence they walk with a completely different type of swagger like they really do like the one you can really tell the ones who are in business because they love the business title like i own a business like i'm sick i'm cool (laughs) but then you have the other people who are like I'm in business. I'm here. I'm here to like create opportunities to grow, like to grow revenue and to like really grow something big here. Mm -hmm. And like, you can, you can seriously tell because those people are the ones who are like, this is what I'm fucking like, this is what I'm fucking worth. And like, I'm going to stand by this. And it's not all about the money, but like the other part of it is like, they're really confident in like who, like what their business is and like what they provide. So, um, that's one thing that I've had to learn personally. Like I wasn't very confident as I've like grown in the business side of things with sales and marketing and networking. My comp, my personal confidence has grown a lot to where if I'm, if I'm like, I charge a million dollars or whatever, like that's super exaggerated. I'm not going to like talk about like my price specifically on the podcast, but I can say it now, like my price without blinking, like, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's a point that I'm really proud of that I was personally able to get to was like, this is what I'm worth now. Five years from now, it might be double. It might be triple, yeah. you know, but like right now, like I'm, this is the most I've ever charged and I'm happy with it. Like, I don't care like what sure. you think. If you don't agree with it, that's fine. Like I can help you go find somebody who's cheaper. Like I will personally absolutely help you go find a videographer. And in five cheaper. years, I promise you, yeah. you can look back at this episode in five years yeah. and I'm going to tell you, you're going to laugh at what you're charging now. <laughs> Probably. I mean, and um, <laughs> what you're charging now, I'm sure is very fair. Yeah. But you're going to grow as mm-hmm. a person, as a business, and you're going to look back and be like, man, I thought I was killing it back mm-hmm. then. But that's awesome. Yeah. Because then five years from then, you're going to look back at that person and you're just going to keep growing. That mm-hmm. That's the thing is growth. You Until you retire, grow every single day. Mm-hmm. Like you can't stop growing. Mm-hmm. Um, so in five years, come back and look at this episode. Oh, no. And I want you to be like, that's what I was charging yeah, like on that, that guy's day. a schmutz. <laughs> Who is that? Right. I think, I think to go along with the confidence comes effort. And that's one thing that, myself i the reason i can speak on this and like i'm pretty confident about speaking on this is because i've like i this was me like i suffered from this when i started and it's very clear because i haven't been in the business for a long time so i can like recall these moments but even like when i jumped into starting buttoned up and you know last year like late last year i kind of came in with okay i'm going to be leaving my full job full-time job here pretty soon you know i need to i'm kind of like phasing full-time to part-time not part-time to contractor like whatever it is Mm mm-hmm but a big thing of that was like effort, you know, 
effort and confidence. You can have the confidence in being a good business owner and like your pricing and who you are and what your product is and how good it is, da, 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 da. The other part of that comes with is effort. How, how much effort are you willing to put into like actually grow this business? Cause I can tell you right now, I mean, just complete transparency. I've taken up, I've taken probably the hardest monetary hit financial hit in starting this business than I've ever experienced. And I'm young. So like, I'm sure that this is just going to get shittier. I mean, hopefully like it'll get better. Like we'll get more weddings, da, 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 yeah. da, but you know, being 22, somebody who, you know, like lived with his dad, didn't have to pay rent, didn't have any responsibilities and was making like pretty decent money at like an agency that I was with. I was like, Oh, this is great. If you want to go into business, I would say personally, from my personal experience, be ready to take some sort of financial hit because I can tell you right now, I haven't paid, like I haven't paid myself in a month. Yeah. Like I'm literally eating bread and water right now. <laughs> like it's really trying to save my money and it's just. That's a good business owner, yeah. man. That's like, there's business owners that aren't profitable for three years. Like mm-hmm. in fact, the government mm-hmm. on your taxes, they don't expect a new business to be profitable for three years. They give you kind of that little buffer before they start cracking the whip and saying like, Hey, you need to be making money now. You're just, you're claiming all this stuff. Um, so if the government doesn't expect you to make money for three years and to keep that, that drive and that hustle, let's just use the three year number. Mm. I mean, even one year is practically impossible. Like, to not just be so knocked down and defeated in that growing process. Like that's why the the cream rises to the top. You know, it's the people that really, really want it. It's not Mm -hmm. the people that buy a laptop and they want to party with some bridesmaids. Yeah. It's the people that want to make it a business. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're doing it. And, and everybody that's hopefully listening to this, that's either wanting to start a business Mm -hmm. or, just started a business. It's kind of like a diet plan or any habit that you try to create. It's hard as hell, man. It's to change your ways, to change your comfort zone. It's not easy. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's terrifying. My why every single day is when I'm at home with my family and my kids, my fiance, we're lucky enough. She's a stay at home mom. I can't fail. Mm -hmm. So, so I wake up every day. It's like, I've got to bring in money mm-hmm. so I can support this family, keep giving them the luxuries that we have, the decent house we have. We don't have to take the bus. Like we're blessed in, in many, many ways. That's my why. That's, that's why I get on the computer and, and hustle even more. I have to book another wedding because mm. I want to keep providing this life for them. Yeah. Um, so that's, everybody has to find their why and like, why do you want it? Do you just want it because you want to be cool? Do you, do you want it for money or mm-hmm. do you want it for something bigger? Yeah. Um, and that's, that's where the magic happens when somebody really finds that magical reason of why they want to be successful. Mm-hmm. I think to add to your why, sometimes when you go into business, you don't figure out your why until you really get into the thick of things, right? Mm-hmm. Like I got into business cause I, I wanted to, you know, like I felt like I was somebody who was built for this. And now actually in it, you know, that why kind of starts to develop more as you start to realize, you know, maybe if you get stuck in a financial situation where you're not making nearly as much money or any money at all, you're like, okay, I have $40 in my checking account. I don't ever want to have $40 in my checking account ever again. So it's not always about money, but money, like for me growing up in a family where 
we, it was a single parent like income. We didn't make money for shit. Like I was blessed, you know, with like a social security where like I got to play sports. But when I was growing up, like it wasn't the best financial situation I could have been in. And I don't ever, I try and distance myself from that life as much as I can. Sure. So that like, for me, that is a why, you know, like I do want to make more money than I could make at a day job. But the other part of that is, you know, as you get into business, so like the wedding industry, for example, for me, as I've really gotten into the thick of things after like leaving my job and like, you know, delivering on these experiences with couples, I've started to really realize like I'm doing something that not a lot of people get to do. And that's, I get to capture like people's special days. Mm-hmm. And I, if I was in this couple's position, if I was the wedding couple, which now I am, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like I would want it to be delivered this way. And so that's, that's part of my why now. So I have a couple of different whys, but like, I also want to make sure that these wedding couples are getting the best video that they possibly can. And if that's me, great. I want it, like, obviously I want it to be me because, you know, I'm in business and I want to work with wedding couples. But the other part of that is I want to help them get the right fit. So if it's not me, then I'll make sure that you get somebody who is. Yeah. And I like, I'll make sure I do a good job on that. So you you figure that out once you really jump into it, you'll figure out within, within the first 30 days, it'd be like, shit. (laughs) And the the thing, like I said, failure is not an option. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my mindset process that comes into that is sustaining. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. I look at the calendar. I'm good for this year. Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to make enough money this year to pay my bills. I'm already looking two years out. How can I make sure I still have this business two years from now? Hmm. Because in the wedding industry, we found out from COVID, man, tomorrow is not guaranteed. Yeah. Like next month is not guaranteed. Like my job, I don't have security. I've got more than a lot of people in this industry because thankfully I've, I've built a reputation and a brand. Um, but I mean, who would have ever expected a pandemic to kill the events industry? Like, that's like something out of a movie, you know, like it's not possible. It could never happen. And then, I mean, there's still parts of the country that can't have weddings. Mm -hmm. So longevity, that's what I'm looking at. How can I do this until I'm 50, 55? Because I don't I don't want to stop. I, I love what I do. Yeah. Uh, so that's the other thing is like not how to just pay the bills today, but how do I keep this thing rolling for another 20 years? Absolutely. And I think, I think we're just, you know, we're word vomiting a lot to the people who are just kind of starting off in business and in the wedding industry is because like I'm new. So I, I can tell you from my experience, Jesse's been in this, he has a successful business. He, you know, you're, you're still growing as even through a pandemic. And so you have the insight of somebody who has gone through not just like the trials of starting a business, but the trials of keeping one afloat mm-hmm. through an epidemic or a pandemic or whatever the right term is. I'm not, I'm not a geologist scientist. <laughs> we want, we want to forget all about 2020. Yeah. Like we don't even need to remember the words because it's, it wasn't a good year for anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, except if you sold toilet paper or masks, like Did then pretty it, good. it was a good year for you. <laughs> uh, but other than that, like, everybody had a bad year last year and that's what everybody needs to understand. Mm -hmm. Like while my business took a hit, think of all those brides that had to cancel or postpone their weddings. Like that's, that's awful. Mm -hmm. Like that was real where my focus was. It's like, okay, how can we, how can we salvage this? Do we, do we say, Hey, maybe you get married in your backyard this year and we 
have the biggest, most badass one year anniversary party ever. We're doing a bunch of those this mm-hmm. year, man. They're going to be, I think they're going to be a blast because there's not going to be the stress of the wedding day. It's going to be a party. Mm-hmm. It, it's going to like, it's going to be awesome. But we had to manage that. And mm-hmm. I had to make sure as many of our clients had that reassurance that like, it's okay. We're all kind of working through this together. Uh, but that's just, part of the business and, mm. and part of the, you know, figuring out how to, we use the word pivot in 2020 so much, yeah. but that's really the thing is like, let's look at it from another angle. We, we can't do things the way we've always done. We've got to change it up this year. Mm. Like reassure these brides that we can still do things a different way. We can adapt. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's, yeah, there's a lot of information here for people just starting in business to really, to really soak up and like understand. Cause I know that there's probably at least one person listening to this podcast. Who's like, okay, I'm doing wedding photography or I'm doing videography or I'm a DJ or whatever it is. I'd love, I would love to go full time with weddings, but I'm just not getting the wedding inquiries that are coming in. Like, you know, people aren't, I'm just, people aren't reaching out to me as much as, you know, I want them to. And I'm going to be completely transparent. This is going to be my last point. I kind of want to make on this, but like mm-hmm. fully transparent, I don't even have the wedding leads that I want coming in. Yeah. I'm dude. I'm not ashamed to say it. I cold call people every day. Cause at the end of the day, like somebody, there's at least out of, out of 20 calls I make, say I book two consultations and out of those two consultations, one books, right? Mm-hmm. That one couple out of those 20 people is somebody that I help. So yeah, maybe I call 19 other people who are like, dude, get the, like, leave me, the, like, leave me the fuck alone or whatever it is. Or we already have a videographer booked or what, like whatever. Right. But out of those 20 people I call and I booked one just because I reached out and said, Hey, you know, Hey, what's up? My name is AJ Cruz. I'm just shooting you guys a call here really quick. Cause you know, I know that not getting a wedding videographer is the number one reason for people. Oh. It's fine guys. The camera just went off, but <laughs> you know, I, I know that not getting a videographer is like one of the number one regrets that wedding couples don't have. So I'd love to take five minutes of your time to chat with you and mm-hmm. see if we'd be a good fit for you. That's literally what I say on my cold calls every single time I call them because sure. I'm not saying, Hey, I want you to, I want you to buy my videographer services or, Hey, um, I want to, I want to take your money or whatever it is. It's, Hey, I know that this is a problem. Let me chat with you and see if it would like be something that would be a good fit for you. It's coming from a genuine place an empathetic place and you can't fake empathy. No. And that's, you're doing a part of the job that 99% of the people aren't doing. Yeah. You're being proactive and reaching out. It might annoy 20% of the people you call. Big deal. You took 10 seconds of their time. I apologize. Move on. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's the biggest discouragement in this business when people start is, okay, how how do I get leads? I, I've seen people in four or five years that are still figuring that out. But then I'll check on their business. Like they're not building a brand. If people don't know you're there, they're not going to come to you. Mm-hmm. Like where can they possibly find you? Mm-hmm. You have to put yourself out there, find one way or another. Facebook is not the only way. That's the easy path that 90% of people take. Make a business page, make a post, piece of cake. Yeah. Like do that. Yes. But there's so many other avenues to networking is huge. Like referrals or Maybe you put yourself out there for half price for a few gigs. Cause think about it. We're, we're in a wedding business, right? What's yeah. a wedding? A wedding is a room full of family and friends. 
every person there is a potential client mm-hmm. as long as you do a killer job. Mm-hmm. So for me as a DJ, if I go rock a wedding, I guarantee there's somebody in that room that's either engaged or getting engaged soon. They're going to need a DJ. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's not. But that's my best form of advertising. They're seeing me do what I do. They're not just seeing me brag about how cool I am on social media. Um, so it's that brand awareness. It, I mean, you go where you know. Mm-hmm. If you hear repetition on the radio, oh, 877 need cash now. What, yeah. Whatever. My name's Tim Bunn and I'm the dealer for the people. Like that guy, right? <laughs> like you remember that because yeah. of repetition. And whether it's cheesy or or whatever, you remember it. Yeah. Like, why do I remember a need cash now number? Because yeah. I've heard it 10,000 times. I don't need cash, but yeah. if I ever do, I guess, know who to go to. <laughs> guess where I'm going to call. Uh, so it's brand awareness. So mm-hmm. all the new people, like that should be your main focus. If you're not getting leads, don't pay people to do it. Don't, mm-hmm. don't try to take the easy paths. Don't go to the knot and wedding wire and they say, we're going to, we're going to boost your leads by this. They're not. Yeah. Uh, Once you build a brand, those are great avenues to go to, to expand. But you really, you got to do the the legwork like you're doing the cold calls. You got to get out there, um, network Mm -hmm. the amount of venues that I've walked into and just introduced myself and said, Hey, I'm Jesse. Here's some of my brochures. Here's what we do. That's the stuff you got to do to build a brand. Absolutely. Um, so get out there, do the footwork. Don't yeah. think it's going to come to you. Yeah. You can't just make a Facebook page and assume the whole world knows you started a business. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that some people would look at this episode and they'd be like, or they'd look at what you just said, you know, like it's not rocket science. Just be proactive. You know, like if you, if you think that buying a computer, sitting in your second bedroom and typing, you know, or po- like posting one Facebook post or one Instagram post and like, yeah, this is this is what's gonna get me all my weddings. Like, yeah. dude, no. I can tell you right now, I've seen the best return off of putting myself out there and taking some people like just hanging up on me or saying some kind of rude things on a cold call. Mm-hmm. Dude, you're interrupting their day. Like, of course, people are gonna be a little bit annoyed, but if you're coming from a genuine, empathetic place, like, there's not. I mean, you don't have anyone to really be upset. Like, you're coming from an honest, genuine place. You're trying to help them. It's just not a good time for them. Like, yeah. that's fine. But to just play off of what you said, because I feel like I'm going on a tangent, is being proactive. And I'm not scared to, like, talk about, like, there's no secret to this. There's no, like, there's no special ad you create to, like, maybe you can make an awesome ad and put that out there and you'll get tons of leads. But there's no magic button, no turnkey way to get all these leads in. It's just how much effort are you willing to put in? And I think that might be something that a lot of people kind of like look like I know a lot of people who hate cold calling. They're like, that's not right. And it's like, yeah, well like I am creating opportunities and like helping work with these couples simply because I'm putting in more work than you, you know? And I mean, that might sound like an asshole thing to say, but the fact of the matter is, is 10% of people who are listening to this are actually going to do it. Yeah. You know, only they say 20% of people succeed in any, anything. Uh, if you, if you put a hundred percent of hundred, I just got fired up there, by the way, <laughs> I just like my, my blood's rushing. Uh, I use Mary Kay yeah. as an example quite often or any MLM mm. platform. You can sell your diet products. You can do this or that. They're not all scams. Uh, I mean, none of them are scams. They're all businesses. Mm-hmm. They're all 
people call them pyramid schemes. Stay away from them, blah, blah, blah. Well, the fact of the matter is 20 people, 20% of people that do that pyramid scheme are successful and make good money doing it. 80%, their money goes to that 20% of people. Mm -hmm. So do you want to be the 20% or do you want to be the 80%? Mm -hmm. It's all about work. That's a sound bite right there. <laughs> it's all about the work. I love that, dude. Well, do you have any like kind of closing thoughts on this? Because I think we just spit like absolute fire for 46 minutes. Yeah. It doesn't even feel like 46 minutes, bro. Yeah, we went double what our goal was, but that's what passion is, man. Yeah. That's when you get passionate about something and hopefully somebody's on a car ride somewhere or they're, they're sitting in their office or they're working out listening to this. And if it energizes them, if, if they if they just get pumped up and, and revitalize and say, yeah, I, I do need to put in more mm -hmm. work or I, I do need to hustle a yeah. little bit more. Like, cause this thing ain't grown itself. If we get one person to do that, this 45 minutes is worth it, man. That that's all it takes. And, and if it did pump you guys up, if, if you are listening and you got energized, share it with somebody, you know, mm -hmm. that could use it. Like we aren't making any money off of this podcast. No. We're simply doing it cause we're, we're passionate. We love talking about it. And we like sharing it with others. So uh, please do the same. Just share it and uh, just spread good, positive vibes and, and help people grow. Yeah. Good vibes only. Only in this zone, bro. <laughs> only in the perfect day show zone, man. But I think one thing with that, man, just to like add on, you know, Jesse, you know, mentioned like share this. Obviously share this podcast because no, there's no paid sponsorship on this. I'm not like we're not looking to make money off of this. You know, we're focused on what we're doing now. You know, this is just an outlet for us to just shoot the shit and like put what we know out there mm -hmm. and we don't know everything, but you know, we can talk to you guys about our experiences and what we've learned. But, um, you know, I want to, I think it, I don't, not even, I think I want to create a community, man. Like I want, I want us to be able to like answer any questions and anything that people have to like are curious about, you know, in yeah. this industry and in business and how to you know, take care of a dog. I don't know, man. I want to, mm -hmm. I want to talk to you guys. And so, um, what I ask from my side of this podcast is, you know, reach out to us. It doesn't matter if it's on Instagram, Facebook, if you have our phone number, shoot us a text. If you've listened to this podcast and you want clarification on something like, dude, I will happily take a phone call to express my opinions. What I said at this end, at the end of the podcast about like cold calling and all that sort of stuff. Like I don't say that to be an asshole or like, I don't know if I, I personally cuss a lot, so I don't know it. No, you're okay. <laughs> but like, I don't say that from my perspective to sound like a nuisance or annoying or to sound like, you know, a cocky, like douche monkey or whatever. <laughs> I'm saying it because like it, it's true. You know, like it's about effort. How much effort do you want to put into growing your business? Are you willing to take a few hits or to take a few insults from people who just don't want to hear you on a, like on a cold call? Cause if you're not, like, what are you, you know, like what, like, what are you, what are you willing to go through to actually grow your business? Like, if you can't yeah. do that, then what are you going to do? You know? So I would love to, I'd love if you guys like reached out, give us your insight, had any questions. We'd love to answer them on the podcast in a, in a private DM, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, with that being said, guys, I want, I want Jesse to come up with an outro actually. So Jesse, you take out, you take the outro here, buddy. Oh man, putting me on the, on the spot. spot, brother. You know, it, it's all about love and passion for the industry and, and business. Put in the effort, put in the work, stay passionate, stay humble, get out there and make the perfect just day. Just do it. Make the perfect day, baby. <laughs> <laughs>